Hello, everyone. Welcome back to PB&J. Hope everyone has had a good weekend so far. I'm excited to say we have a guest again this week. Um, I'm going to let PB introduce our guest, but PB, how's it been going? What's been going on with you? It's been going, you know, just another day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Um, but we are excited today to have one of my dear friends, Jennifer, aka we call her Jen, but you can call her whatever. Yeah. She'll go by. She'll <laughs> go by either. So Jen, welcome to PB and J. Hey. <laughs> How are it's you? Good to talk with you girls. I'm great. You've I'm just great. been on vacation, right? I have. I have. We were in North Carolina for a few days. Oh. So my husband is working from home, so we took home on the road. We had to we had to get out of here for a few days. That's the dream about work from home. It really is very nice. Yes. I mean, wow. We enjoyed it. So it was good to be outside and go hiking and biking and do all the things. Was so. it nice weather in North Carolina? Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was oh. amazing. <sighs> so it was nice to be able to breathe again. <laughs> also, Jen is an avid PB&J listener. So just. I am. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Fan from the beginning, for oh. sure. <laughs> wow. One of the originals. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to remember Jen when we make it big one day. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I better be a regular guest. That's oh. right. Yes. <laughs> so we have you on today, Jen, because you yeah. love Whole30. <laughs> I do love Whole30. I do. I do. And we told the people... Julianne didn't wanted to keep this from you guys. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't really want to. Okay, <laughs> not true, everyone. But um, we have kind of gotten off Whole30. Not kind of. We did get off Whole30. <laughs> um, we there was just some bumps in the road this week, and uh, I really am ashamed. I won't lie to you. I I'm ashamed too. And. She jinxed us because she said last week she was the threat, and I will admit that I was the one that I got us off. You got you, you busted it up. I busted it up, but also <laughs> Julianne was not there to be like get back on the track. She was like, "Okay, yes. I've got cupcakes in my fridge. I got it ready to go." No, okay. Hard for the people. This is what happened. I we last minute decided to go see one of our friends in Birmingham this weekend, and. We were driving there and I just had the conversation with the people I was with, like, okay, how are we going to plan this out? Because I have Whole30, I'm doing Whole30. So we were like, okay, these are the restaurants we can go to and everything. Well, then PB texted me and said, I cannot do Whole30. And immediately I called her and was like, okay, well, <laughs> scratch that. We have baked goods in the back so like. <laughs> so yeah needless to say I was not one to keep us on track either so yeah and we can get that into that later in the conversation but let's talk about Whole30 so okay Jen what if you could just give a basic overview to the people what Whole30 is yeah. Whole30 is an elimination diet so it's not a a a diet that you would stay on for a very long time. So it's a 30 day elimination diet to figure out how 
foods affect you. And so it eliminates a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So sugar and dairy and wheat and grains and um, all kinds of things. Um, Alcohol and then some preservatives. And so it's not saying that all of those things are bad. It's just saying that those may affect us and you may not know how it affects you. Right. And so this time last year, we did Whole30 together. Um, yes. We, a whole group of us. A whole group of us We did. had a good, big Whole30 group. Yes. And I guess I failed to do this in our introduction. Jen and I used to work together. Um, and so our work, like several of us at work did it. So it made it a lot easier to do it when your pals are doing it. Yes. And this was yes. my first time ever doing Whole30. And you would you find out just how much like things you eat have sugar in it and like these weird Mm -hmm. like ingredients you can't even pronounce that like aren't good for you yes it makes you very very aware of all the things yes (laughs) and I mean you basically like the lifestyle I eat it's you're cutting out pretty much everything except protein I appreciate that you can eat your protein yes yeah um I think another thing about Whole30 is you know, afterwards, I guess, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jen, but you add, you slowly add things back in your diet to kind of identify how your body reacts to certain things as you add them back in, which I think is really interesting personally to kind of start slowly adding things back and be able to really tell, you know, how dairy affects you because you mm-hmm. didn't have it and then you add it back in or how you know, bread or gluten or whatever the thing is, how it really affects you. Because once you're eating it consistently, you don't realize how bad you feel until you feel better, you know? Right, right. I mean, and I do think that's the thing with Whole30. I mean, I, you know, had so many friends um, say, I didn't, I didn't know I felt bad until I felt better. Yeah. So, so when was the first time you ever did? So, Way back in 2015, um, and so it was kind of before Whole30 was a thing, you know, and I had visited a friend in Colorado, and she um, she had just finished it, and she was feeling amazing, and, um, and you know, I'm already a pretty healthy eater, but I love an experiment, you know, and I love a challenge, um, <laughs> and so she, she piqued my interest for sure. Um, and you know, we had been vacationing and we had a lot of stuff going on. We had just sold our house and we were about to move and, um, and I was training for my first marathon and like just a lot was going on and I just kind of wanted to, um, to get back to basics, um, and really have a plan. Um, and so, you know, and I love rules, like there's just freedom in rules to me. And so it was very liberating to have a set plan and say, this is what I'm doing. It's just for 30 days. Um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So what was like the hardest thing for you to give up when you first did whole 30? Um, I would say probably things that, that I considered healthy, but were not on the plan like hummus, like hummus is a staple of my diet. It's healthy, but I couldn't have it. And so it was hard to figure out what to put in the place. Um, and also, it was hard for me to eat so much meat. 
Um, you know, I was not a vegetarian. I've never been a vegetarian completely, but I have a very plant-based diet. And so that was, that was hard for me. That was an adjustment. Yeah. So, and I mean, just the social aspect of it, like it wasn't, you know, uh, we don't normally drink during the week, but it was having a cocktail with friends on the weekends, you know, it, yeah, right. it wasn't that it was hard for me to give it up. It was that it was psychologically hard for me to remove that entertainment from my life. And people aren't willing to give up their cocktails. It's true. Yes, it is very so, hard. <laughs> yes. You're like, that's your choice. If yes. you're not drinking, I'm still going to drink. Yes. <laughs> and I know, I will say for me on that, that vein, not even just that, but I would always feel bad dictating what other people, where other people could go. That was really hard for me because, I mean, a lot of places or most places you can find something you know, Whole30 compliant, but there are a few places that you can't. And so I felt bad when I had to be like, sorry, either I can't eat there or we're gonna ha- I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah. That was a hundred percent the hardest part of Whole30 to yeah. me is that, um, and I didn't care. Like I could make it work. I was fine, but I felt like I was making other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I felt like they felt judged. I felt like, and people hadn't heard of Whole30 yet. And so I think people felt weird that I was doing a quote unquote diet. You know, I think my husband's parents were like a little bit worried about me, you know, (laughs) like I'm not, this is not a real diet, you know? And so it was just hard to explain to people. And so it is nice that, you know, Whole30 is part of our cult. Everyone knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So how many times have you done Whole30 since the first time? Well, I kind of accidentally did it that whole summer. Um, so I did it on my own and then, um, we were moving and we were renovating our house. And so we moved in with a friend, um, and she wanted someone I worked with and, um, a close friend. And so she wanted to do it. Um, and so, but she really wanted me to do it with her. And so I did it for another month with her and kind of maybe midway through, I don't really remember, um, our husbands decided to do it. And so we were all doing Whole30 together, which was so fun because we were living together and cooking together. Um, And then maybe I did like one more month after that with someone else. And so it was like, I I think I did Whole30 with like a week in between for a summer. Um, And then I've done it a couple times since. But it's usually with friends just because I like it's fun to me to do it with friends. So and I love the reset. Like I love just, okay, we're going back to back to basics. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, you know, the best time to do Whole30 probably is during a pandemic when you can't go out and socialize and you can't go get a drink on the weekends Mm -hmm. like normal. Um, And you're cooking more anyway. And it's just, yes, yes, it is an easier time to do it for sure. Yeah. What would you you say to someone who has never done Whole30 before what is the top, like, I guess, three things that you would say to be successful, do these three things? Plan ahead. That was, I mean, okay. and that, that might be all three of my things. Um, yeah. It was just so much easier when I planned everything on Sunday or even cooked everything on Sunday. I do not enjoy cooking. You know, I have friends who love doing Whole30 because they had a new recipe every night. And I'm just not that person. And so I wanted to have everything done and laid out and ready. And I always had snacks in my 
you know, I tried to kind of stop snacking so much, but I always had things in my purse in case someone wanted to go out to lunch and like, mm-hmm. I can eat this apple and almonds and that's not ideal, but I'm not going to affect what you're doing, you know? Um, and so I would definitely say plan ahead. And I think now it's so much better because there are so many whole 30, you know, recipes and so many prepared meals and dressings. And so you can kind of make it fun. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that would be another, just, you know, enjoy it, you know, cook a potluck yeah. with your friends or, you know, find a new dressing. Um, so all those things make it a little better. Yeah. Make it easier. Definitely the, the potlucks are fun. Yes. We did those a couple of times. We did, yeah. And you get these recipes and like, you fix your LaCroix and it's like old times. <laughs> it's like old times, right. It's like I have a social life again. I don't have to hibernate during Ex- Whole 30. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, you don't realize too the effects of like, I was like waking up better in the morning. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that was you know, huge. Waking up. I, I could tell that within the first week. Yep. Yeah. And so it's just, it's crazy. And it's I think crazy. everyone should try to do it at least once. It's magic. Like it, it really is. is. And I don't know why, I, you know, I've read all the books and I don't, I still don't understand why it's so magic, but it is. It is. Okay. And so what's the book we should, you were telling us before we started food freedom um, or yes, food freedom. Okay. So that's like our next step yes. after we do hold. Yes. And I definitely recommend, you know, using all the resources, you know, I love Melissa Urban, who um, is the co-founder of the program. She's just kind of amazing. Like I just, you know, I would hang out with her. Like she's just fun. And, you know, in her, <laughs> like her Instagram is not really Whole30 based anymore. Um, but there are lots of others that are. And, um, and so, I, you know, it's just in their coaches. They're all kind, they're just all kinds of resources now. Yeah. Um, I got the Whole30 book and it has recipes mm. and it, you know, it goes through and gives you the brands you can eat. And I don't know, there's very, the resources are out yes. there if you really mm-hmm. want to try it. Yeah. Um. Okay, Jen. So you kind of mentioned, I can't even believe I should have made time to talk about this. <laughs> so you mentioned that you ran your first marathon in 2015. 2015. Is that right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, tell the people you're like Superwoman. You run and you <laughs> do, not. you do all the the things. All so the things. I love all the things. Yes, <laughs> yes. So like, tell us like what like, I don't know. Why do you like to run and do those things? Oh, it's completely mental. You know, I started running in college. Um, I'm just a, you know, a generally. I would say, I mean, we're gonna talk about this later, but I've been, you know, I'm an one on the Enneagram and, um, and before we had Enneagram, I would say that I was pretty type A. Um, and just so running was always stress relief for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always run. And then I just started okay. doing other things because they're fun. Um, and so right. you know, I started biking just because all my friends bike and it's a fun thing we can do together. And so, um, so I like that. Would and oh go ahead oh no I was just gonna say um would you say how would you pair exercise with whole thirty is everything pretty could you do that or would you recommend certain types of exercises while you're doing whole thirty compared to others or does it really matter I don't think it matters and I and and I think too I was a little worried about doing whole thirty 
while training just because you're so it, during training you're just so hungry you know you're yeah. just starving all the time and a lot of people say that about whole 30 that they were just hungry a lot and so i think a lot of that is psychological though you know mm -hmm. i think you kind of have to remind yourself that you know you're fine like you have plenty of food but also make sure you are getting enough food right um, and so but it's just way harder to fill up on vegetables than it is you know pizza um and so yeah. sometimes that's a psychological switch for people but i think um, but I definitely felt better, you know, just in general. And so that made it a whole lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that's how I felt last year when I did Whole30. I was like, I'm just starving. Yeah. Like, I cannot get enough. And I remember you were like, just double your protein. Yep. And I'm like, double my protein? <laughs> I'm going to, like, I don't, I, but eventually I did it and that helped. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I fixed chicken, I ate double of what I normally would eat and you just have to like but then it in turn you're not snacky you're not right. like you're full yes yeah and that's the point. and that was a big change for me too I stopped snacking and kind of realized that those snacks were more habits than they were that I was hungry like I just had a snack every day at three o'clock because I felt like I needed <laughs> it but I, I didn't really if I thought about it yeah that, that was huge for me too I liked when you said like the psychological switch between you being hungry and you actually being hungry, needing food, right? You know, and hungry, I'm putting in quotes because I feel like that was a lot for me. Like you said, it's more habit, mm -hmm. and less like my, my body doesn't really need this, I just think it does because I've been doing it for a month, Forever. Or, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? so well, and I, you know, and really, I think that is the bottom line best thing about Whole 30. I mean, it's it's psychological. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you're challenging yourself. You're taking yourself out of your com comfort zone. You're proving to yourself that you can do something. You know, it's a, it's a win, which is motivating. Yeah. That's true. So when we don't live in COVID-19 <laughs> world, what is your next, like, adventure you want to do? Yeah. Like, go biking somewhere? Or like, you, are you running something? Or what is it? I don't have it. Well, we were, so... I had a marathon planned for this spring um, and we actually ended up running it at home, which was better than I thought it would be. I thought it would kind of be awful, but it was, it was kind of fun to run in your hometown and be able to sleep in your bed. Um, <laughs> and so that was nice. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We were supposed to go to um, Lake Tahoe for my birthday and go hiking and biking. And, um, and so I definitely want to, that's on the calendar, but that's not a race or a, you know, anything organized. I don't have anything organized yeah. on the, on the calendar. On the calendar. Yet? Yeah. Okay. Lake Tahoe sounds so fun though. No, I know. I was sad to miss it. So. Oh, I love that. Man. Again, we always like to point out when COVID-19 ruins something. So that's something that it ruined for Jen. <laughs> it has taken so many things, but it's all right. I feel like I'm settling in now. I feel like I'm, you know, Yes. Getting used to life, working around it. Yeah. Yep. We're not going to know when we do have the freedom. We're I know. We're not going to know how to what well, to we're do ourselves. I know. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Jay, do you have any other questions about Whole30? I don't think so. This, I feel very inspired. I still feel a little ashamed. 
at what we did, but I feel reju- I feel rejuvenated. Do you? I feel I do feel rejuvenated. Okay. Jen always builds my confidence. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Um, Jen is now gonna be. You know how I said you were gonna be the police. Jen is <laughs> for both. Oh, no, that's the worst thing. I was the police. I was the police bad for my husband, and I could not. I mean, we that was just gonna have to break up over that. Like it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not do that again. I had to just keep my mouth shut the whole time. But She's a good encourager. Yeah, more of a coach, a coach yeah. encourager. And there yeah. are certified Whole30 coaches if that is like something in, that that you need. So I should do that. I should be Honestly, a, a that is something she might need. <laughs> yeah, we, we should be looking at that after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, Jen, you also, you inspired me to run a half marathon. Uh, Jen has done all <laughs> anything good I have done in the last probably two years of my life. I owe it to Jen. Because I'm forcing you to do all these things. <laughs> well, no, I really honestly think it comes back to where our next conversation is going to the Enneagram is because we want people. Part of what people see as our flaws is really us trying to make people better. Yes, it's true. And so um, I think that has to do with it. Yes. It's not to be like, you can do it, but it's like, you know, people can. Do yes. It. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So just a little full circle there. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the Enneagram. Okay. That's a perfect segue. Thank you. I do feel um, like they very much relate. Whole30 and your personality type relate to one yeah. another a lot. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. It's a good thing to know who agree. you are going in. That is very true. Um, so again, we will preface that we are not Enneagram experts. Please don't take our word for anything. Um, but just a preview of the Enneagram. So there are nine types or numbers, um, and everyone has one, whether you want to think you do or not, (laughs) but you do. Um, and the thing about the Enneagram is, I mean, it has to do with your personality, but it's not really, it's all about your motivations. Yeah. And so that's what I really like about the Enneagram. And so Jen and I are both a one. Wow, my ones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are proud ones, I think. I think everyone that is a one is proud to be a one. Um, But so I think we're just going to dive into like what a one is. And then we're going to answer some questions. And we'll just see where it goes from there. So, um, PB, J.A., do you want me to start? Yes, you start and read kind of the three levels of a one. And then I am going to read some bullets about what it's like to be a one. And then I want to hear from y'all if these things resonate with you. And if they do, which ones resonate more than others? So... Okay. And so again, we're referring to the road back to you. I will plug this book every podcast (laughs) if I have to. Um, It is a good one. It is. And so the type one, our name in the book, they call us the perfectionist, but Jen and I have had this conversation. We do not like the term, the perfectionist. (laughs) We prefer the reformer. reformer. The reformer. reformer. Yes. I like the reformer better too. Yes. 
because I think we know there's nothing that can truly be perfect. But right, I feel like um, it's more accurate to say reformer. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's a, a true one way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so healthy ones are committed to a life of service and integrity. They are balanced and responsible and able to forgive themselves and others for being imperfect. They are principled but patient with the process that slowly but surely makes the world a better place. An average one, they have judging and comparing minds that naturally spot errors and imperfections. They struggle to accept that imperfection is inevitable while fearing the tyranny of that critical voice in their head. And unhealthy ones fixate on small imperfections. These ones are obsessed with micromanaging what they can. Asserting control over something or someone is their only relief. We're not as bad as we sound. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, J.A., so give us some points of what it's like to be a one. Okay. So like Pee said, this is from the road back to you. And you guys can stop me at any point and say yes to that one or like, eh. Um, Okay. Okay. People have told me I can be overly critical and judgmental. I beat myself up when I make mistakes. I don't feel comfortable when I try to relax. There's too much to be done. I don't like it when people ignore or break the rules, like when the person in the fast lane at the grocery (laughs) store has more items than allowed. (laughs) That's personally my favorite. It's pretty pretty accurate. (laughs) Um, Details are important to me. I often find that I'm comparing myself to others. If I say it, I'll do it. I'll do it. If I say I'll do it, I'll do it. It's hard for me to let go of resentment. I think it is my responsibility to lead the world better than I found it. I have a lot of self-discipline. I try to be careful and thoughtful about how I spend money. It seems to me that things are either right or wrong. I spend a lot of time thinking about how I could be a better person. Forgiveness is hard for me. I notice immediately when things are wrong or out of place. I worry a lot. I'm really disappointed when other people don't do their part. I like routine and I don't readily embrace change. I do my best when working on a project and I wish others would do the same so I wouldn't have to redo their work. And I often feel like I try harder than others to do things correctly. Initial thoughts. What do you guys think? So when I was looking over these, I feel like... I don't, mine is all internal and I don't know um, if that has something to do with me being more introverted than maybe some other ones. I know, I mean, I don't know if that's related, Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I feel like my, I'm only comparing myself to me. You know, I'm not competitive with anyone but myself. You know, I'm way more critical of myself than anyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it sometimes I think maybe seems like I'm more judgmental than I am because I'm really hard on me, but that doesn't always translate to being really hard on someone else. Um, And so I don't feel like I'm unforgiving or resentful. Um, I, I mean, I think anger is definitely a a hallmark of ones Um, and that's, and it's more general. It's more, you know, at the unfairness of the world or that if everybody would would just do it right, (laughs) it would be, you know, everything would be better. And so, but I don't think that that necessarily is how I am with my friendships or relationships. 
I mean, I, th- I think the only place that that might play out is in my marriage, but it's kind of because I consider my husband an extension of myself. And so, yeah. you know, early on that, you know, that was, a, that was hard. You know, I just could be very critical of him because I considered him part of me, you know, so, yeah. but the other ones, oh, I, I very I never thought about to. it that way. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that way either. But it feels like for me, based on what you said, Jen, that the I spend a lot of time thinking about how I could be a better person. Yeah, you feel like that oh, is a hundred percent. Where could I be better? How can I be, you know, in every way, in every corner of my life? Yeah, PB, what do you think? Well, I resonate with all twenty bullet points. <laughs> Honestly, they all hit me um, in some form or fashion, but. Um, like we laughed at the grocery cart. Like you don't like it when people break the rules that um, I have a really big problem with that. (laughs) Um, So that one really hits me. Um, I usually, I'm a very black and white person. I see things right or wrong. I don't have a lot of like gray area when I like think about things or I see things. It's, it's either usually right or wrong. Um, I don't, I don't like change. I still haven't really figured out how that comes into being a part of a one, but I don't do well with change. Um, I think maybe that could come with, like, it says here that you guys really like routine. And when that's disrupted, I feel like there could be because there's more opportunity for imperfections with a change. That oh, that's you know what I mean? Yes. Maybe yes. It's just so like, maybe you know, it's I've perfected the process. Like yeah, I have my morning routine down to the minute, or you know, this is yeah. the most efficient or productive way to do A, B, or C. And so, if you change it, then it's it's like you have to reestablish yes. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think what you said, Jen, where you're talking about people, it comes off judgmental judgmental to other people and critical it's like we we do it because we want people to be better right like we see potential in people that I don't think and I I guess potential is the right word but we see how they can be better and we just want like I don't understand why someone someone wouldn't want me to help them think that way yes but to them, they're like, what are you doing? But like you see them sabotaging themselves and you're like, stop doing that. Stop dating that person. Stop, <laughs> you know, eating that yeah. thing. Stop, you know, not taking care of yourself. Whatever. I mean, stop doing that yeah. because you're hurting yourself. Not because I feel judgmental about it, but because I yeah. feel like yeah. you would feel better if you did it. Yeah. And I think people forget like, we come across as maybe critical and judgmental, but like it's five times worse on the inside. Oh yes. Or at least for me. Yes, definitely. And I think that's what I've learned most about this Enneagram is like, I thought everybody had this voice inside (laughs) of them that eats them alive. But like, it's just, it's just us ones. Like it's so loud and it's so, and this was going back to our whole 30 breakup. I told Julian yesterday, I was like, I have been tore up about that we stopped this. Like, I'm mad at myself. Like, I just keep, like, it's in my head. And, like, it's not like a one to do that. Like, 
I, of all numbers to stop doing it, it, it should not be a one. And so like, but we're so critical of ourselves. So critical. But I will say, and we, you know, we started to talk about this earlier, but I, I don't know if it's that I'm older or that I've, you know, had so much self-examination or, you know, put so much emphasis on self-awareness or, you know, getting better and being better or, or therapy. I don't know what, you know, what made the change, but I will say that I am light years better than I was at, in my twenties. You know, yeah, I'm not yeah. nearly as critical, you know, to the point of stress, you know, it's still, I'm still hard on myself, but not to the <laughs> point where it's, you know, it tears me down, you know? Yeah. 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 That it's a spiral. Right. And too, I think that every number to an extent has that one aspect of the number that causes threat, oh, mm-hmm. or is that, you know, it's like ha- not harmful, but yeah, it just causes them stress. And I think right. just for the one, it's that inner critic, that voice inside your head that's saying, you know, you need to be better. You need to do better or yeah. whatever. Um, Cause I know as a nine, I have those, I have thoughts like that too, that can send me spiraling. It may not be the same things that a one is hearing, but you know, it's just different. Yes. Everyone has their pain yeah. points for sure. Yeah. Would you say that, that's the hardest part about being a one or what would you say would be the hardest part? Mm. Uh, I think my, the inner critic is the hardest part for me about being a one. And it obviously shows that I'm not a very healthy one. (laughs) Is that I don't have that under control in my life. I don't know. I mean, that is, I think just, yes. I mean, the hardest thing is just accepting accepting good enough you know accepting that whatever is right now is good enough right now you know Mm -hmm. um without and finding the balance between you know I never want to be complacent or settle you know I still want to keep getting better just be a lot calmer about it you know and and patient with the progress Instead of like right now, everything has to be better. I don't understand why it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's hard because I think a lot of times we put high expectations on a lot of things. Yes. And it's not like, it's not like just because we want high expectations, it's just, we expect it to be good. Like automatic, like, I don't know. I just think that it goes in turn. We just everything has a high expectation. Right. And so that's hard too about being a one. Yeah. So high expectation, not only for yourself, but for others around you too. Yes. Because, or at least for me, because I think everybody should be doing good. Like you should already be doing the best. So therefore I have a high expectation. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yes. Yeah. Well, on the flip side of that, what, is the best part about being a one. What do you love about your number? <laughs> um, it kind of goes back to the point that says, 
Um, I do my best when working on a project and I wish others would do the same so I wouldn't have to redo their work. Like when a one does something, like it's it's a good chance it's going to be done right. <laughs> and it's that's like basically. It is not perfect, but it's going to be done the best. Like we, it's like we just have a, we just see the way things could be better. Yeah. So like when we do it, it's the best. And I'm not saying that everything I do is the best and I'm always right because I can say that I have been proved that wrong many times, but like, I feel like when we do something, like it's going to be the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I so. agree. That's what I would say that. I mean, by saying I'm a one, you're saying I am going to do my best to be the best partner and the, you know, the best friend and the best employee. And, and you know that, you know, that that's what you're getting. I mean, even if they're not the yeah. best, you know, they're going to, they're going to work every day to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like ones are like pretty low, like they're loyal people. They're responsible. Like, yeah. I think it kind of ties in with that. Yeah. I think the responsibility and the dependability of ones is really cool. And for me personally, so I'm a nine for everyone that wants to know. Um, <laughs> but for like, in, as an example, in PB and I's friendship, Part of my personality is very dreamer-esque, meaning that I can come up with these like amazing ideas and all of these things that we should do. And PB is personality is very much like we're gonna this is how we're gonna execute. <laughs> and like in the nitty-gritty detail side of it, which I love because I can be in that if I need to be, but that's not where I necessarily want to be. But that's I feel like where you thrive. And so that's, as a nine, I love that about ones. <laughs> she gets so, moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It keeps you moving and keeps you knowing what the next step is. And and at the end, like you said, I know it's going to be done right. So that's, that's right. Yeah. We're just, we're just here to make the world go around. <laughs> um, what? So obviously y'all said like the inner critic side of it. What's something that when you see it, you're like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? I mean, if you have one thing or just any, you know, multiple things. Jen, do you have any? Okay, wait, say that again. So I guess what's something that really, because the inner critic is obviously always there. What's something or an example that you can come up with that when you walked into your room, this one thing really bothered you and, and that you kind of felt like, Oh, this is my oneness coming out because I can see this problem, this problem, this problem. Or like what, or like what others do kind of. Yeah. Or what other people do. I feel like it's everything all the time. Like I'm, I'm constantly scanning the environment for, something out of place I mean and it's everything Uh from you know walking into a room and reorganizing my throw pillows to you know going to work and you know making sure my to-do list is in order or Mm -hmm. you know it's it's every little thing it's just a constant scanning for you know even you know my 
marriage or my friendships, I feel like it's, it's constantly on my mind, you know, how can I be better? How can this be better? You know, and I, and that's hard, you know, because sometimes you just need to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's in everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, mine kind of goes off of yours a little bit. Mine's like the fact that it just bothers me and this is going to come out wrong. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, but don't judge us. But it's like when people do the wrong, like when things aren't right, like whether you're breaking the rules, like I don't think that's right. Or like you're doing something wrong. That's in my life. Like, like morally wrong or, um, yes, morally wrong, but also just like too many items in the checkout aisle. <laughs> yeah. Too many items in the checkout no, line or like, like break the rules. Yeah. And then I think like too, like, you know, this is, this is just coming to my head. So you've probably never noticed this Julian, but like, if you ever come over and then like the day starts and we like, we like make our bed, we always help each other make our bed. But, like, if you put my, like, I have my pillows go in a right way. And, like, I have one that, like, you can put it either way. And, like, <laughs> it's the same pillow. But, like, I have it. Like, it goes just a certain way. Like, I, I know what side goes on the outside. I will fix it. Either sometimes with you looking or sometimes without you looking. But, like, it just has to be done right. You told me this. You have corrected me because I put the pillow in the wrong way. So I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And like, and not to get to, you know, what it is now, but like, it's hard for me to understand like masks. I don't understand if we're being told to wear a mask, why someone doesn't wear a mask. Like those kind of things don't comprehend in my head. Like just follow the rules. Just do what they told you to do. Just do it. (laughs) Exactly. Because then, then maybe we could be done with this. Like if you just did it. If we were all like that, maybe it'd be over. I don't know. Yeah. But we could try. Yeah. But those are like examples. Like it really bothers me when like, just do the right, just do, just do the thing. Just do it. it Like group projects in high school. Like just do it. I got it. I'm good. I got it. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um, Pretty much. Okay. If y'all could be another number. What other number would you be or want to be? And you can say, I wouldn't want to be another number. I will accept that answer as well. I wouldn't (laughs) want to be an, I I feel like my friends and I have talked about this so much that I'm, I, I just think that of all the flaws I'm good with mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm good with these. Like this doesn't seem like the worst of all things, you know, like yeah. I'm fine with having ridiculously high expectations and standards. Like that's, a, that's not the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're high. Standard, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think, I love being a one and I wouldn't want to be any other number, but I do wish that I could be, like when ones are their most healthy and they're not stressed, they go towards a seven. And I think sometimes people think ones can be a little rigid or maybe not fun, but like if I get in a right element and I can really get relaxed and be a full seven, which is adventurous and fun, 
Like that's me being my best. And I'm not, I'm, I don't go to a seven much. And I think Julian could probably definitely testify to that. Like I don't ever really do that. So I wish I could be my best one and lean towards a seven, but I'm very intrigued Julian by nines because I feel like they're complete opposites of ones. Like y'all are very like relaxed and like go with the flow. And that's just not who I am. So I'm intrigued by nines, but I want to be the best seven. Well, we would welcome you in. (laughs) But no, I, I think I would stress y'all out if y'all welcomed me in. <laughs> we would have to have a talk about expectations. Yes. But other than that, it'd be great. It'd be fun. You know, when my, um, so my husband is a nine and we were reading the descriptions this morning and just how ones and nines interact and how they relate in a relationship. And, you know, and we've been married for 10 years and, you know, we've kind of figured it out now, but you know, we both said that we wished we had had this, you know, 10 years ago to say like, this might be a problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know we're going to have to start asking guys what what number they are are before (laughs) we start getting very serious. (laughs) But I think if you, if you both know, it's best, you know, going into it. You can work on it. I don't think it's about, you know, one number being more compatible with another it's just knowing it's yeah. like okay yeah. I'm like this and this is what's going on in my head yeah. you know and if yeah. I do this this is why like yeah. that's, it's just so helpful to know about you know yeah. about my husband and my friends you know I just I feel like it's always playing in my mind like okay you know she doesn't see this the same way I do yes yeah that's what I love about it um Knowing like with PB and and all of my other friends, knowing their numbers, it makes everything make so much sense. Right. To motivations behind why they're doing what they're doing. It allows me to have more grace with them because I kind of know that going in. Right. Okay. I kind of know how she's probably feeling right now, just knowing what her number is. So this is how I can better interact or mediate the situation or whatever. So I love knowing. I agree. It's very helpful. Yeah, for sure. It very is. Full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Jen, we've loved having you on here to talk about Whole30 and the Enneagram One. All the things I love to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Okay. So before we go, we always ask people, and I didn't prepare you for this. So I hope you know about our, what's made you laugh smile cry think or cringe this week and if you need some time to think about it you can tell me what my options are again it made you laugh or cry cringe think or smile so any of those okay if they happened julianne i'm gonna let you go first (sighs) okay per usual i don't know that this falls into any specific category but I for these purposes I'm just gonna say smile well cringe but okay we'll go with cringe we'll go with cringe I had to move not and I'm happy to move but just the process of (laughs) makes me cringe you know what I mean yeah at the time that we're recording this, I have 
95% of my things moved, which is so great. And I'm so happy about that. But there's still a few more things that I have to go and get and clean and just, you know, do all of that stuff. So that's been making me cringe. But as I said, we're almost over the hump and then I will be smiling again. So, that's mine. That's right. That's right. Maybe you can go. Unless, Jen, do you have yours? Um. Okay, so this is this is something that's making me laugh. Um, oh, so during the that. pandemic, I have taken this opportunity to clean up my social media accounts. Like I have okay. gotten rid of people that I maybe am just not friends with anymore, okay. or um, or just like brands I follow that I don't know why I follow, and yeah. um, and really I'm not on Facebook much. I'm just mostly on Instagram. But um, I have started following more things that just are entertaining to me. And the Instagram account, Animals Doing Things, is like the funny, like, I could just sit, like, every night I get in bed before I pick up my book. And I could just, just laugh at animal videos just, just all night. Just that's the best thing to me. So I recommend you all follow animals doing things and they have, a, I just discovered a, I think it's just dogs doing things. I don't know. It's so funny. And it's just, I, I, I need that right now. Animals, animals doing animals things. Doing things. Yes. And it's the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one I know you like it too. I think it's you with the, where people, it's like pictures of people, like <laughs> what they do to get their Instagram posts. What Influencers is that account? in the wild? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. We goals. The Fincher family enjoys some influencers <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. If y'all need a laugh, go check out yes. those uh, Instagram accounts. Um, Mine is sad. Aww. Mine made me cry this week. My sweet puppers. We had to tell him goodbye. Sweet rock. Sad. It's so sad. He was 13. He had so a good, happy, long life. He had a good, happy, long life. We um, are convinced. He got sick probably about a year ago, but he had Cheerios every single day of his life. <laughs> and we are convinced that that's the Cheerios are what kept his heart going. So, so shout out to Cheerios. Yes. So shout out to Cheerios. <laughs> yes. But it was sad, but it's, you know, then you look at old pictures and you I laugh know. and yes. all the things. It's a fun time, yes. but dogs are yep. special. They, they sure are. <laughs> yes. Um, so again, thank you, Jen. We will obviously have you back. Thank y'all. It's so good to see your faces and talk with you girls. Yeah. I know. It's so good to see you. You you are so insightful. We learned so much. So thank you. You're the best. Yes. (laughs) Happy to talk about all the things. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, well, we'll be back next week, but until then, have a great rest of your week. Bye everyone. Bye girls. (laughs) Bye.